0: entrepreneur on fire 623 in need of some
1: motivation we've got you covered seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire
0: Ready to unwrap smarter snacking? Receive a discovery box of surprise snacks for your first nature box and prepare to be hooked. Visit naturebox.com slash fire to receive 50% off your first box. That's naturebox.com slash fire. Design projects can get really expensive really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Rick Day. Rick, are you prepared to ignite?
1: John, I'm going to spontaneously combust. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs>
0: Rick is a serial entrepreneur with over 25 years of starting, growing and selling businesses. From financially meager beginnings, Rick spent 5 years in the Navy put himself through college, and became an entrepreneur. Now at age 50, he's a semi-retired investor, coach, blogger, and podcaster with practical business advice that works. Rick, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Thanks, John, and I appreciate you having me on. I'm super excited yes. about this um, Uh, So uh, I'll try to be brief. The story is that uh, when I was in high school, a divorce left my family um, uh, very, uh, very meager, you know, very financially not well off and uh, such that I was getting public assistance when I went to 10th grade. And so I just knew that I had to work. And so after I finished high school, uh, I worked all through high school in my spare time. And after high school, I did a year at Florida State University. And then I went into the Navy to save money for college. Because I knew that that was something that I need to do. So after I got out of the Navy here in San Diego in 1985, um, I went to Mesa College and uh, started putting myself through college. And I ran into this kid that had an auto detailing business. um, And that was ultimately my first uh, entrepreneurial venture. And my scariest one, and it seems silly. <laughs> and then uh, I got involved in computer sales and on a straight commission job and started my own company, Dacom Systems, which was 1992. And ultimately, I grew that to $26 million in revenue and about 60 people. Um, and I sold it in 2009, so sold it at a great time.
0: Well, first and foremost, Rick, let me just say thank you for your service we 're only a handful of days as we 're recording this past memorial day, and I do have to sneak in there a little go army beat navy, but you know that 's just me being an <laughs> army officer for eight years uh, got a little got a little pride up in that, of course, but Rick, what I'm excited to do is really analyze your journey today as an entrepreneur. I mean, Fire Nation just got a glimpse, and obviously, it's an inspiring journey on so many levels, and we're going to highlight some specific stories within, but before we do, Rick, we always start this show off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling, so take it away.
1: Absolutely. This is an old African proverb, and it says, every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up, It knows that it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. Every morning a lion wakes up. It knows that it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. (laughs)
0: That's a great quote. You forewarned me it was going to be a little chuckling. And of course it was. It gave me a nice little chuckle here. So thank you for sharing that. And. Rick, what I want to do is take that quote and share with me a time recently where you actually applied that mantra to
1: your life. Well, you know, ever since I figured out, John, that I had to do this on my own, and I needed to be successful on my own, um, it's not just a recent time, it's been the entire 25 or 30 years that I've been working. And it's just a general sense of urgency that I operate with. And, and it's all about learning and and adapting myself to new technologies. So I mean, you know, I started in business before the personal computer so that you know you know I'm 50 right so um <laughs> but this was before the fax machine before the cell phone and we had typewriters and and white out but as the technology presented itself i had that sense of urgency to continue to learn and to teach myself so i taught myself pcs the web applications email and now i'm teaching myself about podcasting and blogging and wordpress and social media management and analytics and all that great stuff it just never ends and you have to wake up and go after it and learn as much as you can and act with urgency.
0: What I love about that, Rick, is that you stay cutting edge and that's just a great philosophy for entrepreneurs to really imbibe and their mental attitude and their mindset and their vision for their entrepreneurial journey. And the, the great thing is Fire Nation You don't have to stay way ahead of the curve. You just need to stay slightly ahead of that curve. Stay cutting edge. And anybody that you're ahead of, guess what? You're the expert. When I started podcasting, Rick, back in 2012, I was clueless. I knew how to press the play button, and that was about it. I knew how to listen to podcasts. Well, I... Acted with urgency. I taught myself how to podcast. I was just slightly ahead of the curve. Not really, just a little bit, but that was enough, Rick, to where because of the success of Entrepreneur on Fire, I was able to establish myself as an expert, create courses like Podcasters Paradise, Podcast on Fire, Webinar on Fire, just by waking up every morning looking to run a little bit faster, Rick. So you've done it in your journey. I've done it in my entrepreneurial journey. Fire Nation. Decide that niche that you want to be in the cutting edge area of, that you want to stay ahead of the curve of. Dominate that niche and you will be looked at as the expert in that area. So Rick, we're going to talk about a story now. And we're taking the spotlight of your entrepreneurial journey and putting it on display for Fire Nation. We're going to talk about a success. We're going to talk about a light bulb moment that you had but we're first going to talk about a failure, a time in your life when you literally fell or figuratively <laughs> flattened your face. Tell us that story, Rick. And we love stories. So take us there and share with us the lessons you learned.
1: I started my telecom company, Daycom Systems, in 1992. And I literally started it. I rented an office in the back of a landscaping firm and I was by myself. And so it just grew from there. But from 1992 to 2002, I grew the business to 60 people and 25 million in revenue and we were profitable and the sky was the limit. and We had moved into a new building, 17,000 square feet with a warehouse and everything was just on fire. And then the dot-com bubble burst. And that was in 03 and 04. And our revenues went from 25, 26 million that area to 20 million. So that's a 25% reduction in top line revenues in one year. And the next year, they dropped another 25% down to 15 million. And the first year that we suffered that big revenue drop, I lost almost a half a million dollars. Mm. And it was, it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. It was heart wrenching. I had to lay off people that I had hired and grown with and loved to death. I just didn't have the business to support them. And I literally, I remember being in tears in that meeting announcing that I had to cut you know, six jobs and across the board payroll cuts. And it was just a terrible, terrible experience. And I think the reason that that was really a failure was that I was not paying the proper attention to some of the forward looking indicators in my business, like pipeline, like sales, like, um, you know, what my salespeople were forecasting. And I was just so fantastically satisfied with 10 years of growth that I thought nothing could ever happen. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong. And so I really learned, you know, in the second year, we ended up eking out a small profit, but I was very aggressive about managing those forward-looking indicators in my business.
0: So Rick, we both know, Fire Nation knows, Hindsight purely is 2020, but putting yourself in that position again, what would you say if you could share with fire nation is the one thing that you would have adjusted that you would have changed in your mindset, in your attitude, in your decision-making process, what would that one thing be?
1: Well, I think when things are going really well in your business, there's, there's an, a, a temptation to just sort of go, Hey, this is great. Everything's wonderful. I don't have any problems. And as a CEO, your job is to watch out for that big truck that's coming out of the alley as Mm -hmm. you're going down the street and to be prepared for bad things to happen. And you need to be looking forward as far as you can into the sales process to understand what your revenues are going to do. That's that's what I would have done differently. And I did it the second year and it worked.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, let's keep tying this back to this great quote that Rick shared with us. When the, the gazelle successfully outruns the the lion and he goes to sleep that night, does he wake up the next morning and decide to sleep in and to snooze a little bit? <laughs> or does he continue to run his little hiney off? Well, the answer is obviously the latter if he wants to survive. So as entrepreneurs... We need to find what's right, focus on the successful parts of our business, but always keep an eye towards the future and always keep your pulse on what's going on in the actual industry, in the niche that you're in. And you need to get out there and do that, Fire Nation. It is critical on every single level. And Rick, what I want to do now is transition to another story, which is on the other end of the spectrum. You shared with us very genuinely and honestly And we thank you for that, that failure story that you have. But now let's talk about another point in your journey when you had an aha moment, when you had this light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this is me. This is Rick Day. This resonates with my authentic self. Tell us that story, Rick, and then take us down the path, the steps that you took after that idea to turn it into success.
1: The light went on for me. I, I'll never forget it. It was about sunset and I was walking down the steps and, and there, you know, the school is up on a big hill and the parking lot's down low. And so I was walking down the steps and I stopped at this half landing and the, su- the sun was kind of setting and it just occurred to me, nobody's going to do anything for me my My mom didn 't have any business connections um, that that I could tap into. my dad didn 't have any business connections. he was in a dying industry at the time, um, which is one of the reasons I think I stay so motivated to stay on top of technology. Um, I really had nobody to fall back on no safety net and It occurred to me if anything's going to happen in rick day 's life rick day 's got to do it and so it was that moment of complete and total self-responsibility and self-reliance. And after that, I was like, okay, life's, life's passing by. Get, you, you better get after it. And so that was when I started my, my auto detailing business. I took that risk. I worked hard. It was immensely successful, managed my own hours, put myself through college, sold the business. And, and that really got me started on my entrepreneurial journey.
0: Fire Nation, we are humans. We have this incredible survivalist instinct within us all if we only let it be triggered. For Rick, it was triggered in that aha moment. And at that point, his back was against the wall in a good way. It got that adrenaline going and made him realize, hey, I'm going to rely on Rick Day to make my life happen. I'm not going to wait for a handout, wait for a connection that might not exist. I'm going to take my destiny into my own hands. And Fire Nation, every single one listening right now has that same opportunity to take your own destiny into your hands and drive forward. So many times, Rick, when I've had guests on Entrepreneur Fire, their failures have happened when they haven't followed that intuition that they have guiding them and their aha moments sometimes rick and that actual leaping point have happened when they were fired from that job that they didn't like anyways or maybe when they had a baby and I actually call that the baby effect rick when you actually bring a child into this world and you maybe aren't really doing so hot as a businessman as an entrepreneur as a male or female generating revenue and you see that little helpless baby that you are now in charge of supporting for the next number of years, there's another thing that that switch, there's another switch that flips in your mind, and making that extra outbound phone call, Rick, doesn't seem so awkward or difficult anymore, and it breaks down those barriers, and that baby effect has such power, and Rick broke through that that day on that college campus. So thank you for sharing that story with us, Rick, and Fire Nation realize, again, Your destiny is in your hands. So Rick, what I really want to do now is tell another story. And what I loved about the story that you just told is that I felt like I was there with you as that sun was setting on that college campus, having that aha moment with you. So let's use that same theme, that same great storytelling mentality, because Fire Nation loves the real stories like that. When you tell us about a moment that you've had in your journey that you would identify as your proudest entrepreneurial moment?
1: Wow. Well, there are so many because, you know, as you know, John, you have your ups and your downs in business. Um, But I would say, you know, after after 17 years and, and, and this is just a side note I think for the listeners is that you know this there's so much talk in media of, of fast success and John you've had amazing success in in the last 15 Thank months you. you know it's been phenomenal but most people are going to take a long time to be successful and so I managed that telecom business for 17 years through the downturn that we talked about and then I retooled the business and we came up and we started doing more services and ultimately I ended up growing that business and certainly made more mistakes along the way you know we tried different product lines and we tried to move into Mexico and get deal you know a dealership down there but ultimately I would say one of my proudest moments was when I realized that I had run out of ideas on how I could grow this business and I, I realized that deep within myself if this business wasn't growing and it and, and I couldn't make it grow and continue to watch it and, and have fun with that. And then I needed to exit. And that was when in 2008, late 2008, I put the company on the market. I went through a business broker, found three strategic buyers, and I ended up selling that business for, you know, between five and ten million dollars. And most of the people that worked for me are still working for the company that acquired mine. But it was just for me, the right time to get out, exit, and then give me a restart, uh, which was, you know, just three years ago, uh, four years ago to, to get a restart into, uh, new businesses and really diversify and, and have some fun now, like I'm doing.
0: Well, Rick, thank you for sharing that moment with us. And thank you for your kind words in regards to Entrepreneur on Fire. And it is true. We here at Fire Nation have had a lot of success in just a short period of time since we've launched. But again, we need to go back to that reality. There is no such thing as an overnight success. My success with Entrepreneur on Fire is was built off of a decade of of quitting, of failure, of learning as an officer in the U.S. Army how to lead, how to be disciplined, how to be focused, how to follow a schedule. All of these things built into when I finally did decide and have my aha moment to launch Entrepreneur on Fire, I was able to apply those decades worth of life lessons, of failures, of quitting moments into what now we have today with Entrepreneur on Fire. So, You already alluded to this, Rick, so I kind of want to do a little more of a deep dive because you're so right about the entrepreneurial journey being such a roller coaster of emotion in an incredible way. You have your ups, you have your downs, and sometimes those can follow each other in mere days and hours even. Talk to us, Fire Nation, Rick, about your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey and how you keep some semblance of a balance.
1: Balance is a big deal for me, John, and you and I have spoken. I mean, we're we're friends outside yeah. of the business thing too, and I know that you just started doing some cool exercise stuff, paddleboarding. That, that, oh, it's amazing! I it's love amazing. It. So, um, but you know, having that balance is key. And uh, in fact, one of the blog posts that I just wrote was take an hour a day for yourself, and you know, you need to take that hour to maybe it's a walk. Uh, maybe it's a swim. Uh, it doesn't always have to even be a workout. It could be just listen to music or it could be sit on the beach and reflect or look at your mountain, look across at the mountaintops, but be thankful for what you've achieved and, and take a moment and reflect back on where you were a year ago, five years ago, as you, as you have this entrepreneurial success and have that time then to also relax your mind and, and think forward about Where am I going forward? So take a little time to work on your business and not just in your business. So I think that's a key, key thing that's that's helped me along the years in good times and in bad.
0: No, it's a key component, and I treasure that hour that I spent out on the bay here in San Diego, hitting my paddleboard. I typically go out with podcasts downloaded, Rick. I actually just had a really cool experience where I caught Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog on a daily deal for 99 cents in Audible, so I snagged that book on audio, and I was listening to it for the last three days, and just today, I did my interview with Brian Tracy, which was really cool because he's been somebody i I've admired and really just looked up to from afar for so long. And I was like, hey, I feel like I've been talking to you for the last three days, or at least I feel like you've been talking to me because he narrates his own audiobooks. So even when you are taking that break and that step out, going on that jog, that walk, or for me, that paddleboard, you can still be consuming content that's really getting that creative juice flowing as well. And Rick, what I want to do is bring things to present times. So I want to talk about you, Rick Day, today. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up right now.
1: Well, I think you know, as you know john I've, I've got several businesses going on with the, the yacht business here in San Diego and some financing, and I'm in this venture group. but what i'm most excited about is the blog and the podcasting and the digital the, just the power and the reach and the scalability of digital media. It is unbelievable we, I think we have unprecedented access to hundreds of millions, if not billions, of people that are connected to the web, and it crosses what I love about it is it's so diverse. It crosses all nations, all ages, all races, genders. It's available for anybody with just an internet connection. And I mean, you're going to have new services. You've got classes that are available. There's so much information and great stuff out there, research, new apps every day. And I'm excited to be able to help people build their businesses and manage their businesses by sharing some of the lessons that I've learned in my past 25 plus years in this medium, because I can reach people that I wouldn't even dream, I wouldn't have even dreamt of meeting or, or reaching, you know, five, 10 years ago.
0: I am obviously totally fired up by this medium as well, Rick. I mean, it is unbelievable that I know that every day when I wake up, Entrepreneur on Fire, an episode has already been released to the world, and literally that day, it will be downloaded in more than 145 countries, and to see the download growth of Entrepreneur on Fire and then other podcasts that are within Podcasters Paradise and just to see that continued growth where we just had our biggest month by a decent margin just in May of 829,000 unique downloads, which is just mind-boggling to see how that is continuing to grow and how more people are choosing to consume this digital audio in these different forms of media. So exciting stuff, Rick. I'm personally excited for you. I, I love the direction you're going. You have a great mentor, my mentor, Jamie Tardy. We both share the same mentor. So you know you're on the right path because she did me well, and she's just an incredible entrepreneur on so many levels.
1: Well, you you introduced me, so you know her well, and, and it's, it's working out great.
0: So Rick, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, I have a fun fact to share. Guess how much color increases brand recognition? 80%. So when you're picking a color for your logo or a palette for your brand, don't take the decision lightly. The right color combination can highlight your business's strengths and draw customers to you, and as you might guess, the wrong combination can have the reverse effect. Designers at 99designs can help you pick colors that fit with your goals and personality. When I got around to picking a logo for Entrepreneur on Fire, I knew I wanted to include orange. It's bright, fun, eye-catching, and has a dynamic quality that speaks to social interaction. Once I nailed down what this logo should represent, it really set the tone for the rest of my materials. If you're looking for the right color for your logo, launch a design contest at 99designs. Logos start at just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. Working out and staying fit is important to me, and that's why I exercise every day. But I know it's not all about the workout, which is why I've also got into a great routine of eating a balanced breakfast, a hearty lunch, and lots of nutritional snacks in between. But when you're looking for smart snacking options in those in-between meal periods, it can be tough. High fructose corn syrup and trans fats seem to be in every package. That's why I love NatureBox. They have strict quality standards, which means no high fructose corn syrup, no partially hydrated hydrogenated oils no trans fats no artificial sweeteners no artificial flavors no artificial colors what's more is that nature box is convenient they deliver snacks you can feel good about straight to your door every month ready to unwrap smarter snacking fire nation receive a discovery box of surprise snacks for your first nature box then choose your favorites visit naturebox.com/fire to receive 50% off your first box that's naturebox.com/fire so Rick, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I grew up in a household, John, that that never even mentioned the word entrepreneur. I mean, my mom was studying to be a, a social worker and my dad was an engineer and he worked for a big company. So it I didn't even know it was possible. It never even entered my mind. And then I met that one guy at Mesa College and we talked and I started the auto detailing business. And so part of it was I needed for it to enter my mind. And hopefully everybody on your podcast has that. And then the second was just the, the guts to quit my job, which I hated and go out and risk failure. And and I have to tell you, you know, a lot of people weren't that supportive. There, there were a lot of people saying, oh, you're going to fail. And even especially people that, are closest, that were closest to me, you know, Rick, that's not a good idea. You should hang on to the safety. So I would say it was really just sort of bucking all of that and just going for it.
0: You know, this reminds me of something I haven't brought up in quite a while here on an episode of Entrepreneur on Fire, and that's the crabs in a bucket analogy. And it's so true. If anybody is ever from any coastal town or city, me being from Maine, I saw this firsthand but heard it many times. But if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, and there's hundreds of them, you name it, however many or less there are, they will continuously try to crawl out of that bucket. And you know what? By crawling on top of it themselves... So many times, so many of them will get so close to getting over that, they'll get pulled back in by the other crabs for no great reason. It just, it just happens. It's this mentality so much so, Rick, that you don't even have to put a cover on these buckets anywhere because no crabs will ever let one crab escape. And sometimes that's the life of an entrepreneur when you have this pushback, this external forces that are trying to hold you back, that are trying to, in their minds, warn you from impending disaster. But... When you have that happen, Fire Nation, think of those crabs in that bucket and realize you don't want to be pulled back into the rat race, into that bucket of crabs. But it is okay to escape. It is okay to risk failure. It is okay to fail. And it's okay to keep persevering. And Rick, on that note, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I ever received, John, was one day somebody handed me this book and they said, you got to read this book if you want to go into business for yourself. And it's I think probably the most famous book um, that any of us have read, and it was Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And specifically in that book, the lessons on persistence and continuing to try and trying to be that crab that can get out of the bucket. And, you know, people people will keep trying to pull you back down or warn you that it's, hey, it's dangerous out there, but just that persistence. But go read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It, it, It was a life changer for me.
0: Rick, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success
1: I think I'm just freakishly optimistic and, <laughs> and energetic you know and 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 I believe in a world where there's plenty, not scarcity. so if I win something, it doesn't mean that you lose something. I believe in, in just Good that that there's so much good in people, and there's so much available for all of us and so i you know I just kind of have a, a an enthusiasm that 's been called contagious, but it's just i think it's just that positive can do outlook that really has gotten me through some tough situations
0: Rick. I love that you brought up the abundance mentality that is so important here, and I really want Fire Nation to absorb that because especially me coming from corporate America and a lot of listeners right now who are still part of Cubicle Nation on whatever levels, that seems for whatever reason that in corporate America, they feel like they have this pie and there's only a certain amount of that pie. And the bigger slice that some person takes is a smaller slice for everybody else eating out of that same pie. That's just not the case, that's not the reality. If you change from that mindset of scarcity to this mindset of abundance, Fire Nation, if you have that positive outlook that Rick just so naturally imbues, which is so powerful, that can be so amazing of a mindset shift in the direction that you take. And Rick, do you have an internet resource, like an Evernote, that you're just in love with, you can share with our listeners?
1: John, not really being a technical guy so much. I mean, I do use Evernote and I love it. Um, but, and there are so many internet resources that are so, you know, everywhere. But what I think one of the tricks that I do for time management that I really like is I've got one email address for my business stuff. I've got one email address for my personal stuff. And so in the morning, when I open up my browser, I've got all these tabs across and I start from left to right. And I just work through and then I close down my personal stuff as I read it, you know, and the day goes on and then I'm all I'm left with is my business stuff. And then just to make sure that all of that, you're using the power of, Google Mail or Yahoo Mail or whatever it is so that you can automate as much of that incoming mail that just inundates us and drop it into different folders that you can read at the appropriate time so that you end up managing that incoming communication rather than it managing you that's that's a key for me and there's actually a
0: great resource I want to bring up on this exact note this called sane box that's s a n e like you will go sane, not insane. So it's a great resource if you're one of those people that really wants to develop a cool email system in place that's not going to make you pull your hair out. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Rick Day. And Rick, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, and we will have They Can Grow Rich on the show notes page, what would that book be?
1: Well, John, you know, I have a hard time recommending just one book. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much great stuff out there. But aside from that one, um, if you're going to build a business that has anything to do with other people and managing other people, a must read is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. You've absolutely got to do that. And then just a quick one, too, is What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School by Mark McCormick. It's it's lessons from a streetwise executive. And there's so many great tips in there that are just practical and down to earth and time tested.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like one of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Rick, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy.
1: Wow, that's a tough one, I think. Um, well, I, you know, I'm one of those people that believes in the old adage, measure twice and cut once. So I probably would take a, the, the first day and just really assess my strengths and skills and strategies and, and try to come up with a plan. And I would do that at first. Uh, and then I would probably, because I only have 500 bucks, instead of buying <laughs> wifi somewhere, I'd go buy a Starbucks or some coffee and, and so I can sit and hype, you know, ride on their wifi. But I would look for groups of like-minded individuals, uh, people who enjoyed the same things that I did or, or thought the same way. And there's so much available on the Internet, as you and I know. I would join these groups. I would listen carefully for people's frustrations or for problems to be solved or things that they seem to be wanting And then I go out and I'd spend the rest of the 500 bucks buying a mic and setting up a website and jumping on social media and starting to do podcasts and try to offer something of value so that at some point I might have a membership club or some one-on-one coaching. And, you know, as a matter of fact, that's kind of what I'm doing now.
0: (laughs) Well, Rick, I love it. I love your mentality, your mindsets. It's been really cool getting to know you both personally and now professionally So let's end this interview by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Oh, you bet. Well, it goes back to my uh, keeping balance in your life, John. And and just take take that hour a day for yourself. You won't get all seven days. You'll fall short. You'll get five. But that's better than aiming for five and getting two. And something you probably didn't know about me, but but I had a a stroke and I had a heart surgery at age 44. And that was a light bulb that went on for me that said, hey, you are mortal. You will die someday. Mm -hmm. So enjoy every single moment that you have.
0: Love that. And Rick, what's the best way that we can connect with you?
1: Uh, it's just businessbyday.com. And you can email me at rick at businessbyday.com. But that's my blog and my podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And I, I so appreciate being on your show, John. It's wonderful.
0: Well, Rick, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Rick into our search bar and his show notes page will pop right up Fire Nation. And Rick, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you even though you're in the Navy and we'll catch you on the <laughs> flip
1: side. Likewise, John, my pleasure.
0: To all the working moms in Fire Nation, Listen up. I highly recommend that you subscribe to the WorkingMotherhood.com podcast with Dr. Portia Jackson. If you haven't heard it by now, you've missed April Perry, Nellie Acop, and other successful moms share their best tips on work-life balance. The WorkingMotherhood.com podcast gives encouragement, inspiration, and helpful tips every day to help you be the best working mom you can be.